Hello everyone and welcome back to the Dirty Side the Grid podcast where we've turned up late to qualifying but because of British bias we have been sent to the front of the grid. Uh, my name is Mohammed, and joined internationally with me is Yusuf in another country. How are you doing? Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm alright. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. But yeah. We, uh, the race was a couple of days ago. It's taken a while to set up, but we've gathered our thoughts. I've been scouring Twitter for F1 TV clips and videos and all sorts, seeing what the discussion's saying. And we're here to talk about all of it because it's been a pretty eventful week, to be honest. So I guess we'll start, as we normally do, completely unrelated with uh, your thing of the week, Yusuf. You've got something to show us. Um, it was a video, we'll pin it in the description, I can't show it right now, but it's a video of Gasly, where he's doing, he's holding like a rubber band, and he's sitting there with his eyes oh. closed, and he's doing like the lap, and he's turning, and you can see him like shifting, and oh, that video is so nice. If oh. anyone like, it's like, you know, he's playing out the whole circuit in his mind. Yeah, which like, circuit was it? Uh, I think it was the last race, I'm not sure where it was. I think it was recorded at the last one. Yeah, I think so. I'm not oh. sure. Yeah. Nice. I'll send yeah. the video. I'll send the video. He's sitting in the garage. He's not actually sitting in the car. He's just sitting in the garage and like he's preparing to jump in the car. That's so cool. And he's like in his mind, he's playing through the thing. You know, have you ever watched Rush? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know James Hunt, I think, in one of the uh, in one of the clips from the movie he's sitting outside the car and he's kind of going through the circuit in his mind yeah with like the brakes he's gonna break where he's gonna break he's gonna shift all of that Gas, except he's holding a rubber band and you can see him shifting with his hands so and his feet yeah. are moving like brake yeah it's very cool it's very cool that's sick it is i will yes yeah, i will leave description. that that will be in the description of the YouTube video. If you listen on audio, it might be there. If you don't see it, go over to the YouTube video. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've actually, to be fair, I think speaking of that, the F1 game, the new one has come out. And personally, I'm an expert in F1 games, but I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I think I probably won't, to be honest. I might skip that. We'll have to see. Really? I, I think you're a bit... Have you ever played any of the F1 games? Well, speaking of gaming, <laughs> so, for the news of this week, I guess it's all uh, it's all based on one topic, and uh, well, it's it hit very close to home. Uh, during on stream, uh, a Red Bull Junior driver by the name of Yuri Vips was midway through like a COD game or something, and he was well. He just came out and said the N-word, as many people have done on Twitch, on stream. His mates were slightly giggling in the background as if it was like a... I'm not going to say it was a regular occurrence, but they didn't seem too surprised by it. And he has been dropped from the Red Bull Driver Academy. So there's okay, there's a lot of discussion. Obviously, the thing is with... Uh, I don't know, this is like a, it's obviously an international issue, but I feel like this is kind of specifically UK and it kind of works with a lot of things now. It No one says they're racist anymore, right? Like no one, not a lot of people at least will go out and say, I'm a racist or I'm this, I'm that. It's always, 
I'm not racist and then they'll go and say something racist or do something racist or have a racist opinion that they may not even realize is racist. And with this one, a lot of discussion was coming, you know, should this guy lose his career over a mistake? Should, you know, his entire career be thrown away and all the rest of it? Obviously, it's, it's a moral decision. It's there's so many things at play. What's Yusuf? This is like a heavy question to start off with. What's your personal opinion on the situation? <laughs> is it? I think the video just like lagged a bit there. Oh yeah, but if there's any lagging in this video, please, like excuse us, but there will probably be lagging in the. Video. Uh, they obviously had to take a strong response because you saw what happened to Lewis last last year, and if they didn't take kind of uh, like a str make a strong response or they didn't do anything, it would kind of become a lot bigger in the sport and it would become okay in that sense. So it was it was a good thing from Red Bull to do that. Um, we'll see kind of what happens in the future. Uh, probably I don't see him like going into F1 to be honest. Uh, Mainly because of the kind of like, it will always be known that, oh, he did this and did this. So no team yeah. will want to touch him because of the bad press and stuff like that. Um, is that right or wrong? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's a, it's a big moral issue, isn't it? And you just asked me on the spot. But I yeah, think there has to be repercussions. It, it had, there had to be repercussions for what he did. And if he, him being dropped from Red Bull, that had to happen. Whether should he his his like career continue or not, that's a bigger topic. But as in like on the spot, yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. But with we'll that. see. I mean, we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, it's it will be very interesting to see where he goes from here. Like if he does try and continue down, because obviously F two is very is literally just under F one, so he's he's basically at the finish line. But will that mean that he's still going to try get in there maybe a reserve driver seat and then move up or will he just go straight to like another series which would obviously mean that all of his progress up to this point has been thrown in the bin but personally i'd say he deserves it like i don't i don't even care at this point like the guy the kid argument doesn't work like everyone you know like pretty much every celebrity when they were like 14 has old tweets or videos of them saying the same word and they all pretend like they don't know what it means or what it is or what the the weight of the word actually is. The guy was like, well, I'm pretty sure he's like 23 or something. Like, how are you going to go around saying, oh, this isn't me? Or, you know, like in a few years time, I can see him in an interview being like, yeah, that wasn't me. I was learning and all of this. And I don't know. Like, there's there's ignorance. But in this day and age, ignorance doesn't work because there's you have the Internet. Like, it's not like you've grown up in this little isolated town. You've never seen a black person before. And then you have all these stereotypes and opinions of them because you don't know what they're like. Like, they're everywhere, bro. You're living in the UK. And there's the internet. There's online. I just, I feel like it's just too late now to be all like, I get people make mistakes and that's cool. But I feel like the argument that's made every time whenever someone slips up and what well, slips up and says this word is you wouldn't say it if it's not in your vocabulary already. Like there's certain words that you'll go to when you're angry or when something happens to you and you'll say it, but you'll never go out and say something that you've never said before or that's never crossed your mind. It's always like everyone has their go-to swear word or whatever it is. And if you don't swear, then you don't say a swear word, even if you're angry. For that word to come and slip out, clearly 
it shows signs of there being use of it before. So the mistake argument, at least for me, just doesn't work. And I feel like this kind of stuff needs to get stamped down on because F1 is known for being slow, unresponsive, and very backwards in terms of like they want to push forward this new image, especially with the the new fan base that they're trying to get towards these you know, drive to survive Americans, blah, blah, blah. It's very different to the old white people that were watching the sport beforehand. So like they need to push forward, not just the, the whole message to try and pretend like they're all forward thinking and stuff. They need to start like hitting with action. And I think it was very important they did that, especially because only a couple days later, there was an interview that resurfaced of Nelson Piquet saying the equivalent of the word in Portuguese, uh, speaking about the Silverstone incident. And once again, there was the whole, you know, it's it's lost in translation. That's not actually what the word is because uh, he's Brazilian. He was doing it on like a Brazilian interview. And then there was the whole, like, you know, it just... The word itself, it doesn't just mean that. It also means uh, you could use it as guy or it refers to everyone. He was criticizing Lewis for Silverstone and then used every other driver's name. He's the only one who uh, called Lewis referring with that word. There was clearly some sort of intent behind it. And honestly, the, the thing that annoys me the most about this kind of situation, sorry, I know I've been going on for a while, but I actually like genuinely feel so passionate about this, is because... Everyone, like the the politicians argument we had a couple uh, races ago when I was like, oh, F1 teams and whatever, they're all politicians. They have opinions, but it's always what benefits them. And it, it honestly, it just happens with everyone now. Like when I was looking through, people were like, you know, certain people would go like, oh, this guy is Max Verstappen's girlfriend's father. And then they'd go about and, you know, use this to kind of fuel their Max agenda when the thing is nothing to do with Max. You can have your opinions on Max, and I'm not going to say that I don't have certain feelings towards Max Verstappen, but this is nothing to do with him. So there's no point bringing him into the conversation. And then at the same time, you can't go the other way and then be all like, oh, Portuguese, different language, clearly didn't mean it like that. There's no intent behind it at all. You know, he was just throwaway comment, doesn't matter. It's just all stupid. Like everyone's going about this with their own biases and their own agendas. And I'm just tired of it. Like the issue is the racism and it very clearly is an issue in the sport. So it just needs to stop being ignored. The We Races One message is stupid. The the logo's dumb. I just like the, what stickers on the car. Yeah, nice one. That worked really well, didn't it? The guys don't even take the knee anymore. I saw someone, yeah. She was a um an F1 journalist. She said that after this whole thing happened and stuff, after the Nelson PK incident and then the Yuri Vips one as well, they said the drivers should take the knee before Silverstone and that would be great to see. All of these drivers said that they wouldn't take the knee because they don't see the point in doing, uh, in what was it? I think they called it useless gestures and they said they want to actually make a difference. Where's your difference then? I'm not seeing drivers posting their donations to Lewis Hamilton's charity or whatever. I'm not seeing drivers actually go out and do anything. The only one I've seen, I think Vettel went to a school in Hackney or something. Obviously, Vettel's pr pretty much like, other than Lewis, the only one you can kind of trust to actually follow up their actions with words. I mean, words with actions. But even in 2020, after George Floyd had his neck stood on by a police officer, 
I'm pretty sure less than half the drivers were kneeling throughout that year. Every other sport you'd get, every single, you know, the footballers, all 22 players would be on their knees before a match. These guys couldn't even unite then, so I, I honestly don't see any hope for the sport now. So we're just going to have to hope that, I don't even know, just different people get in charge and things. Oh, okay, so basically, um, you kind of froze for the last part of what you were saying, so I didn't catch most of the last part, pretty much all of it. But I would say that I kind of agree with what you're saying overall uh, about the sport and like the need for change. That's why I said like what Red Bull did, they needed to take action straight away and it needs to kind of like, like the teams to be fair last year, they, there was kind of a response. This year it needs to kind of continue to be on the top. Uh, and I read that Nelson, Nelson Piquet was banned from going, I believe from going to races in the future. I'm not sure for how long or but I don't think he's allowed in the paddock. That's yeah. kind of from what I remember. But th- that's the sort of thing that you need to take as a sport. You say, okay, he's he's not going to be allowed in, or you know, he's banned. Like firm action needs to be taken, taken to kind of dissuade more people from going down and saying what he said, basically. Definitely, yeah. Because, like I said, with the um with the agenda thing, like people are taking that, and then they're also using like driver statements like everything's being overanalyzed like they do in f1 same way when incidents happen they'll take like a frame by frame analysis of the thing and then compare the incident and say this driver should have left more room as if they weren't going at 180 miles an hour but they're doing the same here like the words are getting analyzed i think max verstappen is a very interesting statement he said uh, kicking him out of the paddock doesn't help these people should be educated because obviously now we can keep those views and you know what like it i sort of see i do feel like first of all he should get punished so i kind of agree with the thing but at the same time the education is a good point i don't know if we can educate nelson pk i don't think he's going to change his mind about anything but the drivers coming in and the general environment as a whole doesn't need to be one where the drivers are kind of I don't know. I I do feel like education is important, but then at the same time, if you feel like there needs to be like repercussions for what you said, yeah. But also, like I remember, I think Lewis. There might have been statements, maybe from Grosjean. I can't remember who. I shouldn't have said his name because I can't remember. I don't know why he came to my head, but like Lewis, I think would discuss the the issues in 2020. Obviously, when certain drivers weren't kneeling, I think he'd try and talk to them and stuff. Because obviously it's a very uncomfortable, if you're sat there kneeling for BLM and then someone stood next to you, that's such an uncomfortable feeling. And I think he talked to them and, I, and then I think they just weren't hearing it. So I feel like the, it's almost as if the time for education has gone now because like these people aren't going to change their minds at this point. So the punishments are deserved and people need to change or do we just need to hope we get better ones in the future? Probably. Outreach. Outreach needs to be done by F1 to kind of educate necessarily the fan base. Mm. Um, this will not, or like the junior drivers, that this will not be accepted. So, yeah. like, outreach needs to be done. But I think it also comes down to the fact that basically everyone in F1 is white, like, except for like a handful of people. 
<laughs> that one so guy with kind of, dreads in the Red Bull garage. Like, like, obviously, that's like, it's in this. Wait, that's so. Say that again. Yeah, I, I think, I think historically, it's been worse than this as well. Yeah. Like, way worse. So I think like it's it's become a bit better with Lewis coming in and you know the the success he's achieved, but I think like education needs to be pushed not just from like you see Mercedes leading the way, but I think it needs to become more of an uh, the Formula One type thing, Formula Two type yeah. thing, and I see that I see that becoming more of a thing after Lewis retires. Like I can see Lewis going into more of a outreached sort of thing with the FIA and Formula One to kind of combat this rather than now it's just kind of Mercedes that is really kind of leading the way. I see it more like Lewis kind of going into that and doing more outreach that is like Mercedes have done it and it's great, but it's not reaching everyone. But yeah. if, if he does it with F1 and the FIA, he will reach way more people and educate more people in a sense. But I, I get what you mean, like, uh, I disagree a bit with Max in the sense that there has to be repercussions and education, not just education without repercussions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're right. It's it's tough, man. Everyone's just, you know, what I mean, it teams. Just just get the, the complexion on the camera real quick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Um. <laughs> moving on but slightly not moving on you know we'll, we'll like slowly ease out of this on a slightly more light-hearted one <laughs> i think this I is why i think everything we speak about after this is just going to be very light-hearted <laughs> i've got a perfect segment to get us out of this right f1 twitter found kelly pk's so uh nelson's daughter and max Verstappen's girlfriend yes. they found her spotify and she had a <laughs> So she had a playlist filled with rap music that was called Black, but with like a purple devil emoji in place of the A. <laughs> so she got caught with this, right? And while everyone's, you know, trying to, you know, they're saying, ah, oh, Max Verstappen's dad is a bad person. His girlfriend's father's a bad person because they're trying to do the whole, like, bring everyone, you know, Red Bull have a, an academy driver who's been racist and, and, and they're bringing everything together and now kelly's coming in on this they're like slating everyone right she then changes the playlist name so she's she's not made a statement but she's seen this and changed the name of the playlist and got rid of it completely so now the playlist doesn't have a name so <laughs> so if you go on a certain corner of f1 twitter you will find people with the name like they put the black thing with the purple devil the same name as the playlist and they made that their usernames so <laughs> It's just elite behavior, to be honest. And then, honestly, things actually... One last thing, it gets even worse for the PK family. Because I think it was, like, one of the one of Nelson's sons put out a statement. Say, no, he put out an Instagram post saying, uh, the word isn't racist or whatever because our, our grandma used to say it to us all the time. And Kelly liked it. So his response to uh, his father being called out for saying the word and being called racist was... It can't be racist. My nan calls me nigger all the time. So it's honestly, it's been a great week. I've had a great time. Uh, obviously, everyone exposing themselves in their responses as racists. Uh, it's just been a great time. 
and we don't even have time sure. to cover the fact that Bernie Eccleston has a has been talking about how he's best mates with Putin and how Vladimir Putin is a great guy. Oh, he so, got arrested in Brazil, you know, on, on the topic actually, of Brazil. He got arrested in Brazil because he had an illegal gun. I swear, this is what I mean. Like F one is actually just so mad. All of this in the last week, you know, like we. No, no, Bernie, oh, Bernie oh, getting arrested was like three weeks ago, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, it's still quite it recent. A while I ago. thought it was. Wow. No, no, no. It's, and then he comes out. He was recent. on like was, right. He was flying out of the country in his private jet, and they found the illegal gun, and they're like, "Yo, they have to come in with us." <laughs> You already know he bribed them as well. I can't lie. If I, if I had Bernie money, I'd be bribing everyone. Not saying that I would be doing illegal stuff, but I would be bribing people. Are you admitting to something? I'm like, <laughs> what's your price? I'll bri- <laughs> I will bribe you to take this out of the air. I have it on video now. I'll bribe you to take it out of the I have it on video. video now. Right, well, if you see no, this, this part of the clip... Line, <laughs> if you see this part the of the bri- clip, I couldn't afford it. Yeah, the bribe wasn't big enough. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? It was an exciting race. Yeah. We should. I'm glad we gave that the time it deserved. Yeah. It's definitely time to get onto the race, which is actually a very interesting one. A lot of discussion sparked. So we will start off like we normally do with the 60 second cycle. So. Yeah, okay. I will okay. get the time. There is a lag now. Oh, so wait, no, hold so... on. If it goes, if it goes badly, it's not my fault. Yeah. All right, good point. Are you trying to do it as fast as possible, or do you want to do it in sixty? Uh, no, I'll do it as fast as possible. Uh, I don't think. But this is gonna. No, no, I'll do sixty. No, sixty, sixty. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's too much stuff to talk about. All okay. Right. Okay. Ready? Yes, sir. Go. Um, big crash in the first lap. George jumps out. Can't rejoin again because he can't start the car. Uh, Zoe's fine after a very horrific crash. Um, Max Verstappen had bad performance because uh, of Yuki Tsunoda's thingy end play being under the car. Uh, great racing. Uh, great racing, especially between Perez, Lewis, and Leclerc at the end. Ferrari screw up again, you know. The usual signs actually won a race, which is surprising. Uh, what else happened that's interesting? Uh, a few yellow flags, but Silverstone delivered, okay, Silverstone delivered as, as it usually does. That's that's everything, I think. Yeah, that was 40. Okay, 40 flat. I think I, I don't think I missed anything. Nah, to be honest, I that was pretty much all of the main stuff. I think I was trying to write and, down and stuff. I wasted that and I wasted some time being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, I feel like I've forgotten something. I feel like I've forgotten something. Anyways. Yeah, weirdly, I feel like. Let's, can can hmm. can we just talk before we get into the race? Uh, the Lewis Perez Leclerc battle, where they were, I think, by the end of the race, it was Lewis, it was Leclerc Perez, Lewis, Alonso, and Norris all taking the corner, basically like right behind each other. Can we just say if if this was last year, that would never happen. So I'd say for, for how bad the regulations are, good or whatever, whatever you say, they have delivered some good in terms of closer racing, in terms of being able to follow much closer and stuff like that. You'd argue yeah. about other stuff. And ways for improving, and I think this is not the end. I think it's the first iteration. Safety issues 
obviously I have to say like the close racing is just very nice. Like you have to admit, it's much better yeah, than last yeah, year. Yeah. Tyrus on goal. You can follow like passing them over each other. It's like you know, like you're just shifting everyone. And you're like, oh it's gonna come out. You don't know who's gonna come out. <laughs> that graphic at the know, top you, left is you know, like constantly just shaping. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know who's gonna come out at the bottom is Leclerc, obviously, because of Ferrari being Ferrari. But it was it was a great racing and it's it's nice looking forward to the regulations and all of this and it's nice to go to a track where it was working very well like i'd say some tracks it didn't work very well yeah it wasn't close racing that much but but i think now you can see like if you have a very fast flowing track like silverstone you'll get yeah. really really good racing even the not so like the more hungry type i think it'll be like, did we cover hungry or i think covered is hungry still in the future i forgot i thought we haven't done hungry yet we haven't done hungry yet no no but a hungry type race i think will be fine still because they can like the tire is basically just getting destroyed you're thinking about aren't you you're like no no you're cutting out loads i was struggling to get these sentences what make your what was your point about hungry again I think even a track that is not as uh, fast or as slow as Silverstone, we get decent racing. It won't be like, uh, I think some races have been very well, but the number this year is way lower than last year. I think it will be tough because the, the thing is, it should improve, but slow speed corners, the grip is reliant on the tyres more than the aero. So yeah. potentially... So, like, fast-speed corners definitely works because the aero works and then you can follow better. But slow speed will be interesting because that will be more reliant on the tyres. And I don't know if these tyres are an improvement on last year's or not. So No, these tyres are not an improvement. But... <laughs> Let's we'll be honest, they're not, not, they're not an improvement. But we'll I, I still think, like, overall, the race, because we've had a few tracks that are not as maybe as extreme as Hungary, but it was okay. The following was fine. I don't think we've had a race where cars have not been able to follow mm. like closely so far. You debate on, I think there was one track, I think it was Imola, where there was kind of like a, um, a DRS train. That's one thing we need to kind of focus on. But I don't see DRS going anywhere, to be honest. It's kind of crucial at this point. But yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, DRS will be its own issue. And it is clearly still needed, but we'll see yeah, how it goes. Like you said, first iteration. So if this is a step forward, it's a step forward, and then you keep changing the rules from there. I uh, think it's a step forward. Don't don't say that. It is a step forward. Yeah, it's a very big step. No, forward. I'll agree with you. It's it's just definitely sad, progress. You just said you just said because Mercedes are doing bad. Yeah. Listen, I will not get onto Mercedes yet because I have feelings. It's fine. We'll save them for later. Um. All right. Do you want to start with? Shall we start off the incidents or the best performance? Um, we can start, I think, start off with the... Uh, let's start off... With, I think we usually start with incidents and then go to best, worst performance. We right. can talk about best and worst performance first and then slowly, because I think it will lead into the incidents. Okay, all right. So have you got a... Oh, a best? Mike, uh, Mick Schumacher. Okay, okay. I keep roasting him. I keep roasting Mick Schumacher, but he scored points. So 
I'll put him up for for best performance just because he's good. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be nice. I'll be in there. He finished ahead of Magnussen as well. Did I have he? Have to give him some points here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Magnussen he definitely deserves teams. credit for that. Do you reckon this is enough for him to keep his seat next year? Probably signs. Yeah. No. Uh, he has to score a few more points. If he doesn't score a few more points, he's out. Okay. And wait, so, so did you say science is like another honorable mention? Yeah. I, I, no, I'd say science is actually in contention for the best performance. Because okay. Z1 is for first race and stuff. Yeah, yeah, fair play to him. I mean, does this, you know, yeah, on this, I guess Schumacher and Science, both drivers who have got a lot of criticism in the, uh, in, well, this year, I guess. If there's one of them who could, you know, how we do the Daniel Ricciardo thing, like they do badly, and then they're like, oh, is this the yeah. chance now? This is when the momentum changes, and then they start doing well. If one of them was to start doing well from now on, do you reckon it's more likely to be Carlos or? Or uh, Schumacher. I think Carlos probably because the the confidence he get from winning a race and the confidence uh, like he didn't wait for team orders. You can you can go have a go at sign uh, like Leclerc sorry and he just went for it. He's like I'm gonna win this. I do not care. I am winning this. And I think he's starting to kind of ease out of just being behind Leclerc, but. Saying that also, I see it going the other way where he just kind of uh, is consistently behind there all the time. But this could be, I, I think, more for him make where it could actually or a big turning point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I see that. Because definitely... It's, it's going to be a, it's a great episode, isn't it? <laughs> had to be Silverstone, you know. Had to be Silverstone. But... I think, no, you're right, because the thing is, I feel like science definitely switched it on this race. There were certain points where, like, the first race start, he got dusted by Verstappen instantly, got very lucky with the opportunity to try again, and the second time, he almost put him in the wall, which was honestly mad dodgy, but he kept the position, he turned the aggression on, and then, like you said, with uh, Leclerc on the restart, sure, he was on old hards or whatever, but... He had to make that move before Perez and uh, Hamilton caught up to him, and he made that move as soon as possible. I don't think Leclerc let him past. He probably didn't. No, no. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's good, because yeah. he needed to make yeah. that move, and well, then he ended no, up building no, the gap. And then he got that gap to Perez, which he so desperately yeah. so, needed. Yeah, I'd so say, I think that gave him, that'll give him confidence. Yes. And I do hope people get like off him now, because... I don't know. I feel like science gets a lot of criticism, but same way Leclerc gets criticism uh, for missing out points and all of this or whatever, it, most of it's just not his fault. The number of points Leclerc's lost in the last few races that haven't been his fault is insane. But we will get on to Ferrari very soon because I need to put down my honourable mention and my driver of the day. Lewis Hamilton. It's Lewis Hamilton. Now, quickly before I get into this, Perez deserves a mention. Fair play to Perez. He got damage in the first lap. He pitted early. He went from 17th to second. Great job, mate. I'm, Lewis was the fastest guy on the track. That's insane. Like, Mercedes did get an upgrade, and that's cool. But I'm just going to, like, bask in the glory for a second because the guy was setting purple lap times. 
Do you know how mad it was to see that little purple little timer thing next to Lewis Hamilton's name? And then it comes up with a graphic at the top of the screen. That was mad. And I know, like, people are going to say, like, okay, Max had damage on his car and Leclerc did as well. I know they probably would have been on pace of him maybe a little bit faster if they didn't, if they had their cars working. But at the same time, the fact he was within contention was mad. And with a bit of luck, the poor guy, with a bit of luck, he should have won that race. Like, sure, he got lucky in the sense of Leclerc and Max having damage. But at the same time, he got finessed by the safety car. The Mercedes can't warm up its tyres for some reason. And then his first race start, he went from fifth to third in one corner. Like... I don't know what more he needed to do, but I'm glad he at least got on the podium. Perez is ahead of him, to be honest. Perez is ahead. That of him. last bit was mad as well. With the racing will be a different discussion, but the guy got forced off the track like twice. Like the ah, uh, the racing is a different discussion. The race is a different discussion. Do you wanna? No, ah, we'll, uh, we'll do it separately. We'll do an FIA later. As long as I remember, I always say that we'll talk I, about something I later, say... and then we don't. I say uh, Perez ahead of Hamilton. I say Perez, driver of the day. Fair enough. He did well. No, he did well. <laughs> you just, you <laughs> just, you just crying. On the side. You're like, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy, like the the recovery drive was amazing. You have to give him that. Like his recovery yeah, drive yeah. was insane. Like, I saw him down in, like, 12th or something, and I was tweeting about how Ferrari need this one too because it will help them a lot. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, he finishes above Leclerc, which is insane. Well, we'll just end that there. And so go can, we, the, uh, can, we, can we please... Say that again? Worst <laughs> performance, yeah. Worst performance. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to want oh, this internet is... for this run. It had to be Silverson, yeah. Like the, the internet <laughs> have to be this. No, no, my rant isn't going to be about this. I just want a clear worst performance so I can get to my point. So oh, worst oh. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Ricardo, yeah. <laughs> That's what you. <laughs> All right, why? No, I don't know. Who's worst performance? I can't think of anyone. It's like... Well, who do we have? So, yeah, I mean, Ricardo finishing only ahead of. Sonoda, who had damage and spun and all of the rest of it. Sonoda probably didn't have a great race as well. He might be in contention for that. Uh, yeah, I'd say Sonoda or probably Ricardo. You know what, Ferrari? No, I want the Ferrari rant now. I'm doing the Ferrari rant now. How on earth have Ferrari bottled the 1 2? We've been saying this for so long. You stole they... it from me. <laughs> <laughs> you stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> You stole my rant. I thought Go you were going to suggest them as worst performance. No, no, no. I was going to rant about how we spoke about Ferrari and how I said that Leclerc was ahead by so much and Ferrari are going to screw up and all of this. <laughs> and we talk about him leaving Ferrari and everyone was like, nah, yeah. he won't leave Ferrari. Do you get my point, though? Yeah, you, yeah, you go ahead, go ahead. We, we spoke about we spoke about this. We said all of this. We said that Ferrari are going to screw up. Ferrari screwed up so much that Leclerc, who was supposed to win the race, let's be honest, like he was going to win it, lost the race. He didn't just lose the race. The guy's not even on the podium. It's, it's Monaco like, all over again, bro. It's Monaco all over again. No, Ferrari, you know, after the race, Bernotto was like speaking to him and stuff. I was like, what the hell do you tell him? Like, there is nothing you can say. Like, I think, you know, honestly, at this point, Leclerc in his head is just sitting there and being like, 
can I actually win a championship with Ferrari? Because we have a great car that could potentially go on to win. Mm. But their strategy calls are so bad that I'm losing races where I should be winning. Like, he, he, he should have won this race to build up a gap again. Leclerc is third in the Drivers' Championship now. Perez is ahead of him. Just, just think about that. Think <laughs> about it. Perez is ahead of Leclerc's Championship. And it's not even his fault. It's like, it's Ferrari's fault. Like, full, full Ferrari's fault. Yeah. And the worst part is, the worst part is, the, building the car is the hard part. Like, making the car quick is the difficult bit. And they've done that, and then they've bottled the easy pit. Like, they've tripped over at the finish line. Like, it's there. And I was thinking, like, during the race, right, this season's been put on a plate for Ferrari. If I walked up into the Ferrari garage in 2019 and said, what's the perfect situation to give you the championship? It would be like, okay, cool. Uh, Have a slow car for a couple years, so then you can bin off those seasons. Cool. They had a slow car in 2020 and binned off 2021 so they could build a good car for the 2022 regulations. Close title fight between your competitors so they uh, don't develop as much into next year. Cool, they got that. Budget caps for uh, for the other teams as well for their development. Actually, no way. We'll do the, um, the first one being more wind tunnel and testing time, CFD, whatever. Because they finish so low, they get extra time in comparison to their competitors who also haven't been focusing on the season because of their championship fight then they have budget caps so now that they start the season ahead with a massive head start their competitors can't throw money at the problem because they have limited resources so they're meant to start the season with the fastest car and then their competitors don't have the opportunity to copy them or make their car faster or whatever it is so the development's meant to be slightly slower and then you have a generational talent in Charles Leclerc and a pretty quick, consistent driver in Carlos Sainz. And you slap that all together and you say, listen, take the championship. Like, have it. Here you go. Take it. And they've gone and bottled it already in how many races? Like, we're in what? Like, round eight, I think it is. I think it's eight. And like you said, he's third. Third. And Max DNF, well, how many times? Like, twice or something? Yeah, but he, he DNF twice, I think, as well. So, but he should have capitalized on today to gain gain 25 points. And, and my guy got like, what, 15 points? Where did he finish? Oh, he might have got 12, you know. I think he got 12. He got 12. He got 12, and then Max got, got six. 12. Imagine. So, Max, so he gained six. He got 12. Uh, yeah, he should have gone five. So he lost his position as the second in the drivers' championship. So that's so bad. Honestly, it's so bad. It's actually like I—he genuinely doesn't need to leave. Like they can't do anything else, to be honest. Unless they rehire their entire strategy department. What do they do? So interestingly, after science one as well. I think in commentary, or I can't remember, it might have been a Sky discussion. They said, this is actually bad for Ferrari now, sort of. Well, it could be interpreted like that. Because science winning now means that he's closer to Leclerc in the championship. He's gained points on him, blah, blah, blah. They were already hesitant to pull team orders. Like, they were on different strategies. Leclerc was way faster, and they were still too scared to swap the cars around. And then the worst part is exactly what we said before. Not only do they say you can fight, you know, tell science to speed up, blah, blah, blah. They ended up swapping them in the end anyway. If you're not going to swap them, tell them to fight and leave them. 
But if you are going to swap them, do it straight away. Like the fact they waited and then swapped them just ruined the point of swapping them. If you don't want to swap them because you don't want to upset science, don't swap them. Don't wait because you feel bad for him and then swap them afterwards anyway. Because now you've got the worst of both situations. Leclerc lost his chance to gain time and science is now got whatever feelings he has about being told you're the slower car move out of the way do you think that the closer they get in terms of points at what point do they just sit down and go you know what just, just drive the car we just leave you to do it but like, forget the strategy just drive the car and i don't think they'll do that it's ferrari bro it's ferrari they'll just be very inconsistent and just like one time they pull team orders one time they don't it's, it's ferrari bro you know, where's the you can't expect anything from them. They they just screw up, man. It's Ferrari, they'll screw up. In the standings now, Carlos Sainz is eleven points behind Leclerc, which wow. isn't a lot. No, he can he can make it up in like one one race if Leclerc does badly in one race, isn't it? See, at that point as well, you need to be like Red Bull. If Perez was ahead of Max somehow. They would still just say like Max is the fast car move out of the way. Like it doesn't matter. Like Max yeah. is gonna be the one. I feel like if Science overtakes Leclerc, but they're already indecisive. I don't know how they'd handle that. I feel like they just I feel like the pit lane would like their pit box would melt or something. Like the entire thing would just melt into the track. Because at that point I don't know, yeah. Ferrari just need to learn to be decisive, to be honest. Hard conversations. They're not good at it. Clearly. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, something needs to change. Um, underrated drive is our last award. Do you have any underrated drives? Agree, yeah, I agree. Like all the points we talk about, I agree. Did you want to mention uh, anything so else about Ferrari? Ferrari just, I think if Leclerc is close, if Sainz is close to Leclerc, if if Sainz is close to Leclerc. Ferrari are just totally just be destroyed. Man. They won't know what should do. What I was saying is if Sainz overtakes Leclerc in the standings, Ferrari will just have a total breakdown. They just will not know what to do. They'll just be like standing there like Yeah. I even you know what? Maybe they just need to hire some black people. How about that? Just maybe that will solve all their problems. Uh, I'm saying what they should do is they should go and hire uh, like Mercedes's whole strategy team. You know they might as well, and then actually Mercedes can take their pit crew because Mercedes pit crew needs work. Honestly, those stops aren't it. Mercedes's whole team needs work. Well. Like their drivers can't drive. The the strategy is bad. Pit stops are bad. What's good about them? You know, what? you know what? Nah, you know what? Actually, that's the perfect way to lead me into my next point about the car. Okay, so you know what? The, you know what the discussion is uh, right not now. This again, bro. No, this the discussion again, is bro. the discussion at the moment is that Mercedes has the fastest legal car because the Ferrari and the Red Bull are rumored to have flexi floors, so they're finessing their way around a certain regulation. And the regulations being like tightened in France, which means that they have a certain number of races to abide by these rules. 
if it's them that's breaking it. But there's a, I don't know, there's good reason to believe that it's them. And there's good reason to believe that Mercedes car is perfectly legal in comparison to theirs. So could the gap be closed? You're just further? hoping. Could just Lewis hoping win in France by 30 seconds? <laughs> no, it's... It will turn out, you know what's going to happen? It will turn out that Mercedes had the flexi floor and Lewis would actually go back and he'll be fighting just to get into the points floor. That's what's going to happen. You know, it, it's so mad because, like, I'm... I don't know, when I see this kind of thing, I don't pay too much attention to it. But suddenly, like, my entire timeline was filled with, like, oh, we've got the fastest car. You lot, And then it's, like, a picture of Horner looking upset and he's, like, crying because his car's illegal. And then constantly going on, like, it... <laughs> I don't even know if they're jokes or if it's serious, but like everyone's like suddenly just like, yep, cool, Mercedes fastest car, gonna win the race. But the problem is, these people got baited a few times. Me almost being one of them when a Mercedes come with the oh, we, we turn the fast button or we, we turn the slow button off, we solved porpoising, and then they go like qualify fifteenth. So, <laughs> <laughs> what you just don't. Like I, I, I think my favorite team by far is McLaren, so I can't say very much. Oh, I just, I'm just being very quiet. Oh, this it's is why it's so sad. critical of Daniel. It makes sense now. <laughs> it makes sense now. Do you get it? Do you get it now? It took you so long. I was wondering where that passion for Daniel came from. Oh, uh, that's so sad. And and my friend who watches the podcast is a huge Daniel Ricardo fan, so I just basically I roast him just to annoy him. It's like. It's a two-way street. I enjoy both parts here. Yeah. Well, I don't enjoy him doing badly. Like I want him to do well, so McLaren does well. But yeah, find the positives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. what else do we have? I mean, there's not a lot more left there. To... Oh, actually, yes, there is. I can't be... forget the underrated drive. The racing at the end. Now we've got so many situations. Where there's what science uh, putting Verstappen in the wall at the start, we've got, I mean, the incident at the start is different, but we've got, um, I think Lewis was squeezing. It might have been Perez or Leclerc. I can't remember which one. It must have been Perez. Uh, he kind of like squeezed. I think it was Leclerc. No, it was Leclerc because he radioed about it. He squeezed him off at turn three. Perez did that. Then did the same thing to Lewis at the end of the race. Leclerc squeezed him, squeezed Lewis onto the gravel and then there's this one clip of Max Verstappen and uh what's his name Mick Schumacher battling on the last lap where Max pushes him off like three times and then going into the last corner which is flat out he forces him onto the sausage curb so Mick backs out and then doesn't get the overtake I just want to ask what's your opinion on the forcing the other driver off the track stuff is it fair racing? Because the arguments are, oh, it's his corner, or you should expect that. Why are you trying to overtake there? Even if they're side by side, it's like, you know, oh, it's the natural racing line. What do you think? Is it hard, fair racing? I think the um, the steward, what's his name? The head uh, steward, what's he called? I forgot. The, well, the race director. The race director is secretly wearing a mask, and under the mask, he's secretly Michael Massey. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? 
no, it's like they're very similar people of the time. This is why I don't like is like sometimes they enforce it, sometimes they don't enforce it. Sometimes it's like, oh no, this is fine, he was ahead. It's not consistent the way they enforce the rules, and that's kind of annoying. Especially like you saw it with like, ah, uh, oh, he went off the track and we cancelled his lap, and then when you enforce it sometimes and not others, like I don't, I, like the FI this year in general. So when it comes to this, I don't really expect much. I expect him pushing off the track and the FIA are just like, yeah, it's fine, bro, it's fine. And like the same exact incident for another driver, they'd be like, nah, 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 it's yeah. five seconds. It's the FIA, what do you expect? You don't expect much at this point. Bro, like, yeah. as much as Perez's yes, race yes. is good. I think, like, this ruins the sport for me. Ooh. Yeah, like, it ruins the races for me in general. Like, when you see, like, you know where where you have the same tackle in football and then one guy gets a red card and one guy gets like ah it's fine bro it's the same thing like consistently and then you're expecting the the issue is most people don't like know so most people don't care or, but like when you when you know a bit you're like yeah but it's, it's the same incident it's actually the same corner bro. like yeah i'm just gonna stop I don't know, but okay, so <laughs> I, I spoke about them too much last season. Okay, but okay, aside from the FI then, so the FI consistency is definitely a problem that everyone has, I think, or at least I'd hope because it's, it's blatantly obvious. Would you rather have drivers be able to do the, like the, the one clip of Lewis, Max and Perez at the end is, sorry, Lewis, Leclerc and Perez at the end is being used everywhere and this is incredible racing and it's so good and all of this. Do you like that kind of stuff, or do you prefer like? Would you would you have wanted to see some sort of intervention there or whatever? No, I think let them race, but I think there also has to be like obviously if you race hard, hard there's gonna be pushing off the track. Like like if you, especially if it's like three cars and you're battling, there's mm. not enough space for three cars, so there will be a bit of pushing off the track. So I think. In that case, with the three of them, I think there has to be a bit of consideration for the fact that it was three of them and there is racing and someone was bound to get pushed off. But when it's just two drivers, I think that's a different incident where there should be space, especially at Silverstone, it's a wide track. It's not exactly a narrow track. So there should be space and like you should make space for people. But I think like with the way it was going, I think you had to let them race and just be like, maybe give a warning or... I think five seconds just ruins. Like if you leave that, let that go, and then give five, five, five seconds, it just ruins the whole point. So yeah, yeah. It's I tough. see. I see why they let it go, but at the same time, maybe maybe give exception for them being three drivers racing. But I think for the Max uh, Schumacher one, I think there had to be something there. I haven't actually seen if there is anything that happened with that. I haven't followed up on it. But uh, I read about it was being an observation or whatever. Uh, no, no, it was no. It was. Yeah, there were there was like a list of incidents that were noted really? at the end. But oh. yeah. Wait, I'll wait for you to come back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear okay, you. Okay, wait. It was um, there was a list of incidents noted at the end, 
that being one of them, but I don't think they did anything. And you're right to be, I didn't consider the fact that the alternative was to drop five seconds on them, which definitely would be excessive. But interestingly, if you remember in Saudi last year, when Max would uh, dive down turn one, cut the corner and then force Lewis wide, Perez did the same thing uh, when I think Leclerc pushed him wide. And then that's what, moved him out of the way for Lewis to overtake the two of them. I feel like Perez should have got a penalty for that because it's the same move that uh, Max did on Kimi in uh, the US. I think it was 2018 when he cut the corner right at the end on the last lap and then he got a penalty for it because he cut the corner. I just feel like certain things deserve penalties and... I'm just not a fan of the forcing off the track thing. Like part of me just feels like if like we're not you can't overtake around the outside because you're just going to get forced off the track and then told that it was the other person's corner. So you have to go down the inside. Which I don't know, it just kind of annoys me a little bit. I'd prefer if the limits are driving. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise then all you're going to see are just moves down the inside. But then if someone dis- defends the inside aggressively, then you can't get round. So then then you're just asking for DRS overtakes. That's what they're saying. So like, if you can't overtake round the outside, that means that the person just defends the inside and then you're good. Which means that the only other overtakes you can do are DRS overtakes and pit stop ones through strategy, which is like, I'd rather see, personally, I'd rather Boring. see around the outside. Exactly. Especially when you know that the other driver will at least give some room. I feel like drivers like um, Alonso, Lewis, pretty much the whole of like the grid, apart from Perez, that's like older than 26. Like a part of that era where they, on most occasions, you're going side by side and you push them a little bit and you might push them all the way, but you won't push them off the track. They still have a chance to go around. Nowadays mm. with like Max... Uh, Perez, Leclerc, uh, pretty much all these drivers, they'll they'll like push them around or whatever, and then just force them off the track. Which I'm just, I don't know. It was a big discussion on Twitter, and I'm just personally, I'm not a fan of it. Like I just, I don't like. The rules are racing a bit. Yeah. So I feel like you know, if the FIA was clear from the beginning what's allowed and what's not, then they don't give penalties for breaking the rules because then you know what's breaking the rules and what isn't. So then you don't get penalties and you also don't get confusion or complaints or whatever. Yeah, but then 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 it's the issue of them not applying the rules consistently. Yeah, you know, maybe F1 should just do what they were rumoured to be looking into and just drop the FIA as a whole. No, no, no. They were also rumoured uh, that they were looking into bringing Michael Messi back, so... That name, I swear. You just had a, you just had the heart attack right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I just stopped watching. You can, <laughs> we'll just find another host. Screw F1, I'm not watching this, bro. <laughs> yeah, we already said you were getting older. We do golf. We'll talk about Wimbledon yeah. outside. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. we need to talk about fantasy. What's happening with fantasy now? Yeah, I, I was about to say, should we? I think that's everything, yeah. Yeah. Shall check we? check the fantasy. I will check the fantasy stuff. This I is haven't be interesting. checked, so I don't know what my position is. Have you changed gap. your team at all? Oh, God. No, I keep forgetting. 
I changed mine. I think I got baited really hard. <laughs> Once again, I think I've been baited by practice. <laughs> okay. This is not going to go well. All right. You're still second, but obviously you have your Mega Driver to use. Yeah. Uh, you're only second What's by... Hold on. 535? No, 25. 25, I can't do maths. 25. Twenty-five. That gap, that gap grew a lot, man. It used to be like eleven points. Oof. Nah, twenty-five is still doable. Uh, yeah, it's doable, but it was especially it was with the Mega Driver. Well. It's the Mega Driver yeah. that's the key one. Yeah, but then I could use it in a week where it's useless. So. You could do, which I'm slightly hoping you do. I have dropped down to seventh, which is so. <laughs> That's even worse. It's really close up to <laughs> fifth. Fifth, sixth, and seventh are very close, but I'm at the bottom of that pack. So that's unfortunate. Let's see where I came this race week. Um, that's just, that's just funny, look. man. The I guy who's sixth. into F1. The guy who's into F1. Listen, <laughs> I don't even watch practice, but I look at the practice results to try and get a good team, and it just never works. You came okay. third. With the team that you haven't touched since the second race. Can I just say that even I if I don't, I, I want to say even if I don't like win the season, I'm very happy if I come second, third, fourth. With the fact that I only changed my team once, <laughs> and you all are changing every week, and I'm, bro, you have to say it's impressive here. Yeah. Can't be bothered. I really can't be bothered. This is so annoying. <laughs> I'm actually. <laughs> Don't Why? Crap. Every week. Right. Every week. Every week I get baited by practice. I hate practice. Everyone hates practice, bro. No, no you're not. It's just practice. Nah, nah, all the new fans started watching practice now. They tweet about it. It's so weird. People actually passionately watch practice. That's strange. People, That's just you know. jokes. I feel like they're like the ones trying to prove that they're fans. Oh. I would never willingly watch a practice session. No, never, never. <laughs> I want to see our fan, uh, our like uh, competition. Right, yeah, we'll get on to if I, where is it? Okay, Silverstone predictions. The score is currently seven three in your favor. So we will get on to the results. Obviously. Qualifying. Leclerc, Max, you went science. I went Perez. We both got Max in second, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so we're so even. One, one all, basically. The race result, uh, you went with Leclerc, Max, Perez, which is all wrong. I went with Max, Perez second, and then Leclerc third. So I got Perez second. So I've finessed it there. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Let's go. Driver of the day, you went with Leclerc, yeah. I went with Max. It was actually Perez by 0.7%. I think Le uh, Lewis came second. So it's looking like I'm going to take it here. And DNFs, you went with four, I went with five, and there were two, six. Oh, no. So I've scraped it in the most horrific way possible. I have got it by predicting second place in, in the race. And that's it. And everything else was wrong. What a horrible seven, week. It's still 7-4, bro. The seven, comeback four. begins here. 
the comeback truly does begin here. This is it. This is you're doing change. you're doing what Daniel Ricardo is saying. He's like, ah, oh, that <laughs> one is gonna change everything, <laughs> and then you just go away. It goes way worse. Yeah, doing that's, a record. Oh, that's that is, is what it should be called. Um, what is next race? The next race is next week, and it's in Austria. Okay, Max Leclerc signs. Actually, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go. You know, a bit like Max signs. Max what? Max uh, Leclerc. Max signs. No, no. I'm thinking about something. Just ignore what I just said. Leclerc is taking pole. I read. Yeah, Leclerc is taking pole. Yeah. Yeah, he's always quicker on like um, thingy, but then Ferrari screws him over. So. Trying to like get to my keyboards while having my laptop. Off. Okay, Leclerc. Where's caps lock? There it is. This is so tough, right? Leclerc, Max, Science. I don't know. There's Max has got to get pole around Austria. It's a very short track, very uh, high speeds. Um, You're actually, making me actually think about it now. Hmm. He's good. It's, it's, I think it's bumpy, you know. I think it's also quite bumpy. I'm going max. Oh, it's so short, though. Like, one mistake. Who would bottle qualifying? I don't oh, I don't trust Perez. Okay, okay. I'm changing my Max. Max. Second. max. <laughs> okay, I'm changing my list now. You're to think Okay, I'm going... Uh, what are you saying? Who's your third? Lewis, you know what, Lewis? I want to go Lewis. Actually, no, they don't have a good qualifying car. Screw it, Lewis. Actually, no, I'm going... so bad at Austria. Oh, this is, I hate this. Okay, I'll go Max. Uh, uh, what are you saying? All right, wait a second. You said Lewis, yeah? No, I've switched it. Two. Okay, I'm going with Max Charles Perez. Max Charles, uh, Max Charles Sainz. Okay. Ah, oh, this is so tough. It's actually so hard. Could be anyone. Could be Lewis. <laughs> no, in the race, I might have to back him to get a podium, but we'll see. Yeah, sure. Race results. I'm going to say it's Max Verstappen. Uh, oh, wait, I've put that in your name. Max Verstappen. Charles Leclerc will come second. And Lewis Hamilton will come third. I'm going to back Lewis to come third. Max signs Charles. Oh. Interesting. Very interesting. Driver of the day. And Max has to be Max. Yeah, it, it will be. There's no way them lot don't vote for him. And then DNFs. For uh three three. I don't know. Three. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not a high kind of. Actually, no. The start of the lap you get. Uh, four, four. Let's go four. Okay, I was gonna go with four or five, depending on what you said. Go with six, bro. You know it's gonna be a bumpy race, isn't it? I'm gonna go with five. I'm gonna go with five. I was going to be right as well with the DNFs if Ocon didn't have his engine go. 
but sure, it's minor. It's cool. We will take that. That's seven four. Um, I guess I'll see us out because there's a high likelihood that you'll start lagging through it. So, thank you everyone for watching and listening. If you made it this far, send us a tweet. Follow us on our socials that are on the borders of this video. Uh, if you listened on audio, give us a review. Uh, we'll read them all if there are any, <laughs> because we do actually really want to know what uh, what we can do to improve. Aside from the Wi-Fi connection, there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, and we will see you for the next one, this time next week for Austria. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>